0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is Dr. Sashin, also known as the Bliss Doctor, your host of this podcast, The Bliss Report. How are you doing this morning? Happy first day of November. For those of you who are still coming up the revelry of the weekend, um, happy post Halloween day. For those of you for whom the week and the weekend hold a different significance, Happy New Year. And for everyone else, welcome to Monday. It's about that time to figure out what your life is going to look like. Come on, let's talk about why Monday morning is so difficult for so many people. Do you know, this is a statistic that always informs decisions that I make about how I choose to spend my time. But did you know that Sunday night, people began to get physically depressed and ill on Monday mornings, that Sunday night, Monday morning is some of the darkest periods for a lot of people. The dread of Monday morning is so great for so many people that they literally can have panic attacks. This information, when I first heard it years and years ago, made sense. I hated Mondays. I did not like the job I was doing multiple times. I didn't like the people that I had to interact with. I didn't like the way my life looked. Mondays were not fun. And the dread starts Sunday night. So number one, I'm so excited that it was Halloween yesterday because a lot of folks were able to escape um, that feeling for a while by becoming someone else, by reinventing themselves. And But also, I think it's time we recognize that for a lot of people, they don't want Mondays that suck anymore. <laughs> they just don't. They don't want. They don't want Mondays that are terrible. So many people don't don't know how to get out of the Monday morning, out of the life that they don't want to live, out of the values that they're living that don't actually belong to them anymore. And so they just kind of trudge along, hoping that one Monday will somehow become different than the next if they just keep at it. And if they just keep at it long enough, then perhaps it'll be all worth it in the end terrible way to live. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Because what that means is that life has become negotiable. And when life becomes negotiable in the core ways, then it doesn't really belong to us anymore. It doesn't really belong to us. It doesn't make us feel good. It doesn't give us Our life doesn't give us life. (laughs) You know, our life doesn't give us life. So when your life is negotiable, you're willing to negotiate away things that are important to you. But when your life becomes non-negotiable and you know what your non-negotiable pillars are, then stop giving away the parts of your life that matter. So, whether you are on the treadmill, on the Peloton, on your way to Pilates, on your way to yoga, on your way to work, over coffee, over tea, wherever you find me this Monday morning, welcome to the Bliss Report. This is Dr. Sasheen. We're talking about non-negotiable lives this Monday morning, and we'll be back right after a word from our sponsor. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk. Let's talk. You know, I like a good conversation. I love good conversations as I write down this little smackerel of information so I don't forget where I am. So... One of my favorite, favorite people in the world is Lisa Nichols, and um, I'll probably tag her so that she knows I'm talking about her. She is a powerhouse speaker, entrepreneur. She owns Motivating the Masses. She has helped hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of people, I would argue, all over the globe. And she wrote a book called Abundance Now, and it's one of the books I read all the time. And so it's Abundance Now. Amplify your life and achieve prosperity today. And one of the things that she talks about is being non-negotiable in your life. And I'm going to see if I remember to mark the place um, because I have so many things marked for various for various reasons, but one thing that she really stresses is that you got to become non-negotiable about the things that you want in your life, because the minute you become non-negotiable, life becomes all about, it becomes, it becomes all about you, it becomes all, um, you, <laughs> you become the priority, you become the protagonist, you become the antagonist, you become the place which all the bucks stop, and, I posted this meme this morning uh, that said life is not a hot mess. Life is a hot cup of exquisite spicy chai with almond milk, a cinnamon stick, an extra dash of vanilla and honey. Your circumstances are a hot mess. Change them. And I posted that because we will spend more time being non-negotiable over our favorite drink than we will be over our life. Like we will give away significantly. Significantly important aspects of our existence. But we will get hot and bothered and pissed if you get our lattes wrong. Because those are non-negotiable. I need that to taste this way. Do this thing and you will honor and respect my decisions. And if you don't, I will throw a fit. And yet we live lives. We accept jobs. We accept relationships. We accept behaviors that fly in the face of... of of that reality. So we are non-negotiable about our drink choices, but we're not non-negotiable about our life choices. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And so this morning, I want to just talk to you about what it means to live a non-negotiable life, what it means to have um, what she calls privileged circumstances. I love that word, privileged circumstances. And she says, When you're living a life of privileged circumstances, you get to play a bigger game. Connect with people who are making things happen. Encounter more opportunities for advancement. And along the way, take pleasure in a lifestyle that would be admired by many. Now, maybe you don't want a lifestyle that's admired by many. Maybe you just want to be happy. Maybe you just want to be happy. And if you're not happy, if you're not living a life most days where you can look at it and go, It wasn't all perfect in this day, but daggone it, that day felt pretty darn good. If you are not living a life where moments of bliss are more often in your life than moments of pissed pissed offness, anger, frustration, anxiety then there's something fundamentally off about the life that you are living. And chances are, it's because you've become non-negotiable about the things that you really shouldn't negotiate. So let's get deep into this in the half hour that I like to give this because I want you to be able to listen to this on that commute, on the treadmill, on Peloton, and get some good morsels to chew on for the rest of the day. So here's the thing. When you take your life into your hands and you say, I, this is now my life and it is non-negotiable. It gets really, really personal, really personal because when you decide you're non-negotiable, your big pillars that make that make your life the foundation upon which you build everything else and you say, I am not going to negotiate feeling good in relationships. Let's just go with the one pillar, one possible pillar. Your pillars are your own. But let's just go with one possible pillar. I'm not going to be negotiable about relationships. And what that means for me personally, this is me talking hypothetically right now. What this may mean for you personally is that you are not interested in drama. Therefore, if any relationships uh, brings drama, and I am not talking about the occasional disagreement, moments where things aren't all, you know, going quite according to plan, as we like to say, relationship issues, issues come with relationships you work through them you move on drama however is a choice and, and far too many people equate drama with love that's for another podcast we've come out of we've come past these moments ladies we're over 40s now we, we're learning that drama and love not the same thing and so if one of your negotiable pillars is that you don't do drama in relationships then the minute you see drama and you bounce you are now negotiating you're now negotiating the relationship. For whatever reason, you have now become negotiable about relationships. And so if you're now negotiable to the point where when you see the drama that you do not like and you know that that drama is going to bring part is going to bring um, hardship into your life, you don't immediately say, mm, no <laughs> no no no. either this changes or I have to change or I'm going to have to move on, then you have become negotiable. And so, it's no longer a bedrock foundation of your life that you don't do dramatic relationships. That has become a, negoc- a place of negotiation with someone. And so, now that bedrock is going to get eroded over time because the minute you start negotiating one dramatic relationship, you'll negotiate more. This is how we see the cycle of relationships where we like, I could, I, how do I keep attracting this kind of person? You keep attracting this kind of person because you're still negotiable about what kind of relationship is important to you. And as long as you're negotiating and not holding to your big rock, then it's small stone relationships. And the next guy or the next girl looks just like the next guy, the next girl looks just like the next guy, the next girl. Because you, again, once you negotiate for the first one, if you don't make a hard stop and, and, and re-cement that foundation, then the next one's going to be just the same. And it's going to be a little more. And it's going to be a little more. And you're going to look up and go, how in the H-E double hockey sticks did I get back in this situation again? And that's why. Because you didn't become non-negotiable in your relationship. And I'm not just talking about your romantic relationships. You're talking about relationships with family, with friends, with colleagues, with business associates. When your bedrock I am phrase says, I am a person for whom drama in relationships is not, is a non-starter. When your I am statement explicitly spells out that drama in relationships, and by drama, you mean ABC, toxic conversation, abusive, emotional abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse. When these patterns or these practices begin to emerge, this is a point of non-negotiable for me. I will be gone. And if that is your bedrock and you stick to it and you stick to it, what you find is that sometimes you have relationships that poof, go away. They literally disappear overnight. Because when you are non-negotiable about the the happiness and the joy you want to receive in a relationship and you know that you will not accept drama as a substitute for joy just to, just so that you're not alone, then you find yourself much more selective about who you're willing to engage with for a long period of time. Now, sometimes you don't see that person coming. Like you don't see drama coming down the highway. Doesn't have a big sign over it. Well, sometimes they have a big sign over their heads. But they don't have a big sign over their heads. But you know that there are certain behaviors that tip that little warning bell in your head and you start to hear the kind of slow siren building Why are you waiting until the siren is a four alarm fire siren to to decide to bounce that relationship? Why does it have to get to that point? Why can't you just take the first red flag? Take the first red flag, even take the second red flag, even if it takes, maybe you want to give people three strikes, but if that's the case, then make it three strikes and then you're out. Instead, what too many of us do is we go, well... Maybe I, maybe I'm overreacting, or maybe this isn't quite what I think it is, or perhaps it's not as bad. You know, I'm I'm just getting to know this person. Perhaps you know, blah 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 blah. Then you start to negotiate with yourself to not be firm with yourself, because when we're talking about living a life, um, that is not a hot mess, and for so many of us. And so for so many of my listeners, life is a hot mess. When you're talking about living a life that is not a hot mess, really life becomes negotiable because you begin negotiating with yourself to give away the parts of yourself that you thought were important to you. And then you think, oh, but they're only important if I can if I can have this person, maybe they'll see that I'm important or if I can get this job, you know, it might require me working 80 hours a week and not, not having any kind of life. But if I can do it, then I will look this way in the eyes of certain people and, and then I will have the kind of... Then I can have a non-negotiable life. No, if you start negotiating away the things that are important to you from day one, then you will never negotiate them back into existence. You will not do it. And so when you start to realize that if life is a hot mess, (laughs) it is because you have negotiated away the things that are important to you and you have got to start negotiating with yourself to get yourself back on track. What does that mean? It means that you start to get really personal. And you begin to purge, you begin to purge people, places, things, ideas, values, let's talk about values for a moment here. Because people is easy to think about purging, oh, I can get rid of this toxic, you know, person, or, you know, it's my parents, or it's my my sister, my brother, my cousin, aunts, uncles, my children, whatever. Hard to purge those people, but I can limit my, my impact. I can limit my exposure to those people. So it's not going to be as bad. I can, negotiate, I can make it non-negotiable by simply limiting my exposure and not engaging with their dramatic behavior. But what if what you really need to start being non-negotiable about is what you value to yourself, okay? So if your value is, a, is re, are relationships that are non-toxic and non-dramatic, and if that's what you really value, then you've got to say to yourself, before you can say to anybody else. This includes relationship with yourself, by the way. That's what you have to start saying to yourself. I, fill in your name, refuse to allow myself to become toxic or dramatic in relationships. And I refuse to allow myself to get into relationships that are toxic or dramatic because those make me unhappy. And I will hold myself accountable for, for not becoming a dramatic and toxic person, and for not engaging others who are dramatic and toxic. Because you have to start the negot- you have to start the non-negotiable inside. You have to start inside. You have to bring that to the surface and you have to fill yourself up with your non-negotiables to the point where you are so full of the good stuff that you want to get out of your life that you can immediately notice when something comes along that is not good for you because you're full of your good stuff and your values are are the places where you start being full of the good stuff, right? So if you're non-negotiable in relationships, that's one of the things that you value. Get clear about that. It's Monday. How many relationships are you engaging in today that with the simple change of your perspective on what you're allowing, you'd be like, I don't even know why I answered the phone when this person called me. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. How many conversations? Oh, we're talking conversations tomorrow. How many conversations would you have or quit having if you became non negotiable about drama and toxicity? How many conversations would you just stop having if you said, I refuse, absolutely refuse to engage in behaviors, conversations with people who are going to bring drama and toxicity into my life? How many? Okay, hang on. Let me pause. Sorry about that. There was a slight glitch in the system there. Okay, so how many conversations would you have if you realized that to continue having the conversations makes your bedrock your negotiable? And would you stop having them? Would you make the decision to say, you know what, this does not get me any further down the road, towards the things that are important to me. I don't value these conversations and I'm going to stop having these conversations. How many times have you gotten sucked back into something because you just weren't sure about your own values? So excuse me, ooh, need some water. Thank you, I've had some water. Okay, so when you think about what you value most, if you realize that your life feels like a hot mess, (laughs) um, if it's gone off the rails, if it's Monday and you're dreading something, If you really are looking around going, I can't even imagine spending another day like this, then it's time to purge your values because your value system has gotten you here. But the same value system will not save you, it'll not get you out. And so in order to get out, you've got to reassess and reevaluate and reimagine what you want your life to look like. So if you want your life to look like is not what it looks like today, Monday morning, day after Halloween, November 1st, then why not? What is it about the values that you have that are not letting you get to the place that you want to get to? And what is it about the things that you should be non-negotiable about that you've begun negotiating on? And you've probably been negotiating them for so long, you have forgotten what it feels like to be non-negotiable. So if this feels like it's too big, break it down into something small. Maybe you become non-negotiable with your health. Let's go there for a minute, shall we? Because we negotiate, oh boy, do we negotiate, we negotiate our health. We play, we play this game of I'm going to lose 20 pounds, Well, you can lose 20 pounds. You can lose 20 pounds, but you have to become non-negotiable on what that means. And if it's, well, I'll be I'll be non-negotiable until Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then I'll be negotiable with how much I, I eat on Thanksgiving. I'll be non-negotiable until the weekend. And then on the weekend, I'll negotiate with, you know, caloric intake, whatever the case may be. I am not telling you how to lose the weight or how to get healthy. All I'm asking you to think about is this. If every year you're making the same New Year's resolutions about weight and, and weight loss and health, then you don't really value health or weight loss or any of that. None of it. 365 days of the year, you don't value it. But on, on uh, 360 four days of the year, you don't value it. But on one day you do. That's not how it works. We negotiate our health all the time. We say we're going to just have one Coke or two Cokes a day or Pepsi or Dr. Paper, whatever it is you want to drink. We say, well, we're going to have, you know, I'm going to drink four four of these big things of water, and that's going to undo all of the stuff that I'm going to do to my body all day long. I'm going to negotiate with my doctor and get surgery for my knees and not work on losing weight. I'm going to negotiate with my body and go on insulin, and I'm not talking about um, type 1 diabetes, uh, but I am talking about adult on diabetes because there are a number of people in my own life who have gotten diabetes recently. Um, but I'm going to negotiate with my doctor about managing instead of actually getting healthier so that my body can cannot have to work so hard. I'm going to try to negotiate with my body to continue to function instead of saying I am non-negotiable about my diabetes. I have a really, really great friend who became non-negotiable about her diabetes, and she took control of her of her health. Now, does that mean that she's not diabetic? No, it does not. But what that does mean is that weight loss, better, um, better health, more exercise. She is living her healthy best life. She sure is doing her thing, living the good life. And getting her diabetes under control became non-negotiable. And when it became non-negotiable, her whole life pattern changed. Her whole perspective on health changed. Her whole perspective on wellness changed. Everything changed. Why? Because she is non-negotiable about what it means to live with diabetes. And she became non-negotiable to the point where people who are like, I don't understand why we can't do X, Y, and Z or ABC or why you're like this. you ha- She had to let them go. She had to let them go. And that's what I'm asking you about today on Monday morning. Where are you non-negotiable in your life that you, or where are you negotiating in your life where you should have stood on your non-negotiables and said, you know what, if you don't like it, I'm really sorry, but this is not your life. This is not your life. It is mine. And because it is mine, I must go off and live it the way that I see fit. I challenge you this week. I'm going to challenge you every day this week to think about where you are non-negotiables. I call your non-negotiables your big rocks. And I call everything that you're negotiating these small stones that are like quicksand that are sinking your big rocks over time and that you are allowing to bring you down and take you away from your state of happiness. And so when you think about your big rocks, your big non-negotiable rocks, and I say that you should only have about five or six of these, but they should be detailed. You should have five good solid bedrocks, money, health, family, relationships, Um, and then whatever the fifth one is for you. I have mine, you should have yours. If you have six, that's fine. But you should have five to six core values around which everything else flows. And if 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 it doesn't fit in the core value bucket, it doesn't get to come in doesn't get to come in and the last thing you do is make a little small stone one of your core values because the other piece to being uh, negotiable with your life that's devastating is when you take on other people's big rocks that are not your own when you when you begin to value things that you actually don't value You don't value these things at all. And yet you're living your life as if they're your values, and your life looks nothing like you want it to. And this happens a lot in relationships. And I think it's really important for people to start talking about and having the conversation about when you're going to get into a relationship with someone and you're talking about what you value and what you want out of life. And this is an example that just came up recently, so I'll use it. And the person says, I don't really want kids and if we do I only really want one child I don't want any more than that and the other person really wants a big family and the idea is that we both value family so that's a good starting place and it is it's a great starting place but one person values a small nuclear family and another person's value is a big extent a big huge family with lots of kids brothers and sisters to, to, because that's what they had so now you have these competing value systems and one person is going to live the other's value system period if you're going to get together and have that family you're either going to have one child and the other is just going to stop and not not agree to do any more or you're going to have a lot of kids and the other person's going ha- gonna to have a bunch of kids they didn't really want now here's where the rubs start to happen the idea is well we'll figure it out over the course of the relationship, because the hope is one or the other will change their minds and will do so happily, gracefully, because that's what they wanted to do. And unfortunately, what tends to happen is a mind gets changed, but not always because The person wanted to, but because the person felt like they had no choice. And so now you have a person who's living values that are really not their own. And I can hear y'all out there now. Well, then why don't they just say no and leave? Ask yourself that question. How many things in a relationship have you done because someone else valued it and you didn't? And before you come back and go, but I wouldn't have kids. Yes. Yes, you would. Because a lot of people do. A lot of people have children in relationships, not because they wanted kids, but because their partner really wanted kids. And they loved their partner. So they chose to have a child. And then their partner gets really mad that they're not the kind of parent they expected partner to be because they didn't embrace parenthood. They embraced being a partner. And my partner wants kids, so I'm going to have kids. But I didn't really want to be a parent of three or four children. So therefore, I'm not really engaged in that kind of parental thing. You start to see where negotiating leads to really dark and bad places in relationships. We don't want that. We don't want that. Knowing what you value is really important and then taking the sometimes hard position of saying okay this is what I value and that is what you value and I don't know that those things are gonna come together in a way that is gonna make us both happy and so perhaps what we value together isn't compatible and that happens in all kinds of relationships friendships romantic peer business you name it and so As I'm winding this down, I want you to think this week about where are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you value that you feel like you either have been negotiating on them and you want to stop or you don't negotiate them, but they're not maybe as clear (laughs) anymore as you would like for them to be? And you need to work work on them a bit. Or you're firm and you're set in them and your life is not a hot mess. It has some hot mess moments. We all have hot mess moments, hot mess tendencies, as I like to say. But overall, your life is pretty good because you do live out of a place of being authentic and true to what you value the most. Your big rocks are not drowning in small stones. All right. If you find that your big rocks are drowning in small stones or you're not even sure what your big rocks are, I did a live stream on Instagram, that you can go and walk, learn more about big rocks, small stones, and your happiness. A companion to that live stream, and that live stream will only be up for a few more weeks um, because I'm pulling it down, making a longer and more polished video and putting it back out. But the live stream is out there. If you want a companion workbook to go with that live stream so that you can get a jumpstart on figuring what your non-negotiables are, click the link in my bio. If you're listening to me on your favorite podcast, it'll be down in the show notes. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's going to be in my actual bio. Um, Click the link in my bio and pick up the workbook. It's $7 at the moment. That price will go up, but it is $7 at the moment and allow it to help you. And and with it, you'll get an email linking you to the videos um, that you can watch. So you don't have to go hunt and peck for them on my timeline. But, you know, ask yourself, if you're living the life that you want in 2021, more power to you. But if you're looking at your life going, it's time for me to figure some things out and it's time to get more non-negotiable, then pick up Workbook decide that you're ready to be non-negotiable about your happiness and then let the universe help you go from there. That's it for today. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Have a great Monday, everyone. A happy November the 1st. We are rolling towards the end of the year and we should all be rolling towards living a more authentic, non-negotiable, and bliss-filled life. It's Dr. Sashin. I'll see you tomorrow.